This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Afternoon to you. Might want to flick on those headlights. To remind you every day because it's important that you do that. Lori and Julia show my talk about 071. Everything entertainment. Thank you. Here we go. Thank you very much, everybody. Okay, so how about I was going to do this for Hollywood speak? Zoe Kravitz recreating her mom's Rolling Stone uh, shoot from 30 years ago. And it was when Lisa Bonet. In the hot issue, yes, of whatever year that was, uh, was a good issue, a good year, yeah, eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, now her daughter is recreating, yeah. and they look exactly alike. Yeah, they really yes. do, very much alike doppelgangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and look good naked yeah, with their long hair covering they their boobs. Absolutely, <laughs> do look good naked. But that's a good pose. That leg up. Yeah, I think so. You know, hiding, mm-hmm. hiding, thrusting. Good pose. It looks like you're stepping up. Um, kind of looks like the Demi Moore. It she totally kind of posed does. like that when she, she pre- was pregnant with the. Remember that? Where you're like. <gasps> On the cover of Vanity Fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. the time yes. Was, right. And her hair was cut short. Yes. I would love it if Demi Moore would chop off her hair well, to an angled bob and part it on the side. Well, let's see what Just, she's looking like. It would she's look amazing. News. It would look amazing on her. Well, anyway, she, check out the Rolling Stone if you want to see Zoe and her mom, how much they look alike. Yeah, Demi Moore, Zoe is also engaged. She's been engaged for a while to someone named La 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 Carl Glusman. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know who he is, but she's engaged. Yeah. And they met at a bar two years ago. Okay. They got engaged at their home in um let's see, just in New York. She was in sweatbands and she thinks she was a little drunk. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's what's happening with Zoe Kravitz. She's become a she's in a lot of things. Yeah, you know. well, we, I really, I think the first thing I kind of really saw her in, though, was that big little eyes. Yeah, that we know? loved her in. Yeah. Yeah. And Demi Moore, now she's speaking up about her dark time. But you want her to cut off that hair, Lori? I want her to part her hair on the side and do like some, a long bang going across. And then I want her to cut off at least six inches of that long Morticia shelf of hair <laughs> and okay you know marley or you know hannah our insta lady yeah. our social media you know she just loves and hates us and she put a picture of me up i saw with it. the long extension and i'm in it too darling yeah. and i but i just said well, there's so many bad photos of us out there we cannot be blackmailed even though my hair looked like hay yeah yeah no is terrible. Um, so she's been speaking out about her recovery. Anyway, that's what I look yeah. at when I see Demi Moore. I just want to 
I just, I'm like, isn't there, and not her daughters, her daughters don't say to her mom, you got to change it up. You got to change. I remember when I had to have a talk with my mom about her Woody Woodpecker color red hair that she was sporting. Oh, I'm like, mom, my gosh. your hair is literally looking like a cartoon color. I've you never had that conversation. To go to a good lady. Woody Woodpecker Woody Woodpe- is no, called it, and wants his hair back. That's, that's, yeah, no, nobody orange. wants that color red. No. That's it a is very, a very bright red. Yeah. And she found a new lady who does the highlight, does a, 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 a mix of techniques so that she's got. Her hair, you know, she didn't look a day over six. It's kind of funny because I would say to my mom, why are you letting your hair go gray? You know, because... Well, my mom never let her hair... Yeah. I mean, she never. She's always well, my men's colored men's her hair. But forever. it used to be more auburn. Yeah. But, it, like, somehow, like, it, somewhere, like, in the late 50s, it started going to this woody wood... It was a color not found in nature. Okay. Okay. It's a synthetic red. Oh. Mm-hmm. It was it yeah. was a maid. It and was a maid dye. So I don't know why rumor and scout and Tallulah don't say to Tell her mom. mom. Yeah, they just you But know, I mean she was honored at something. She and was honored at remember, something. Remember, it wasn't that long ago when she like her daughters had to call nine one one because she flipped out uh, uh you know, I don't know, drinking yeah. and then over smoked or yeah. over partook in something. Yep. Well, she's been in and out of recovery, I think, for years. She has. And she was honored at the Peggy Albert Friendly House um, Woman's of the Year Award this oh, past okay. Saturday and night. She was the Woman of the Year. Here I am criticizing her hair. Terrible. Yeah. And she used the occasion to um, recall a turning point in her life early on in her career. And she said she was spiraling down a path of real self destruction. And no so matter. Is Friendly House a recovery yes, and it sober is. house? Yes. Okay. All right. There and go. she just said, no matter what success I had, I just never really felt good enough. Yeah. And um, she said, I absolutely had no value for myself. Um, it quickly brought her to a real crisis point. Wasn't clear at the time, but maybe it was divine intervention. But two people I barely knew stepped up and took a stand for me and presented me with an opportunity. Oh, I bet which it was, was after the the ultimatum. The paramedics member because mm-hmm. she did check right into rehab yeah, or did. something right after that. Yep. So All right, that's good. I mean, I that's a good thing. I think so. Now I feel like a real biatch by telling her she's got to well, cut her hair, but I still stick by it. I mean, do people? I mean, kind of what happens is like. My part is over further today than normal, and I feel like it's just not a good look. Mine's closer to the middle mm-hmm. by accident. It's just the way it decided to go this morning. But women of a certain age parting their hair down the middle, and that's what Demi Moore does. It's just a tough look. You want her to get it all cut off. I want to cut my hair off so bad. No, I want just to cut like it off sweep so it to bad. the side, or even like Holly just flipped her hair over right now. Even like if she would. Just do that. Maybe she has but extensions how, in that only go one way. Well, yeah, but you can cut your extensions a different way. I'm just saying. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. she looks pretty damn good. If well, I looked at her, I wouldn't be complaining. No, of course not. I mean, no. she, she looks amazing. I mean, and obviously she's can do whatever the hell she wants because uh, she's got money and she yeah. made good investments and she doesn't have to be in crappy stuff that she doesn't want to be no, in. No, she doesn't. You know, it's kind of nice. It is a good thing. Okay, Brad Pitt. This Love. is a nothing, nothing no, thing. This, no, this is a planted story I know, but by it's Team so, Brad Pitt. It's so boring. Isn't it? Yes. Why would they... Why would, first of all, they plant this story? They've tried so many different angles in the last two years. He's dating the MIT scientist. Oh, she wasn't. Uh, then he was dating the jeweler. Oh, she wasn't. Uh, she wanted, for sure doesn't want to end up with another actress. 
why why even put the stories I, out well, there? Well, that's what I don't understand. Why, why do these people keep putting dumb stories? Because out this there? is coming from Team Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. They're all very effusive about you know these sources. You know, because of course we know it's not from Angelina because everything about Angelina that's referenced in the page six story, she's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It makes them sound more serious. Yeah. Well, apparently, according to all of this, I um, think he's probably, you know, he's probably, um, he's probably got something going on with the makeup artist um, or like an assistant to Quentin Tarantino on the set of that movie. Or maybe he's got a little something, something happening with the publicist at mm-hmm. page six. Right. And they come up with these stories post-coital, you know, confection. Honestly, Lori. <laughs> honestly. Seriously, seriously, <laughs> honestly. Because that's when it all happens. Well, I mean, come on. Really? Okay, Goop is in big trouble. Again. Again? Well, this one is, okay, so. She's getting, they're going after her in the U.K., well, because she is marketing these um, pills for the, they're called the mother load um, pills and they're a vitamin supplement packets. I know a friend who's buying some of her vitamin supplements, but who's not having a child, but they're marketed towards pregnant women or those wanting to become pre- pregnant and they have a high, high amount of vitamin A. Too much during a pregnancy can lead to birth defects. Okay. So she should be sued. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to pay a a fine. Well, and then stop and don't market it. Don't sell it that way. And why would she do that? I mean, she's like, it's so weird. Well. You know what I mean? I know. I don't understand why you would do that without having all the science and the research behind it. Julia Roberts is getting tons of covers. So she's on the cover of Harper's Bazaar. She just turned 51. She's on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. Donnie posted all of her red carpet fashion moments. And she really does look amazing. And she's getting like unbelievable reviews for this show on Amazon that's mm-hmm. coming called Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Looks mm-hmm. good. And they've already know, they've already had it be the green light to do another second season. Everybody's on board it's on with Amazon it. Amazon Prime, yeah. yeah. It's Hitchcockian mm-hmm. in it's, its mind games. Uh-huh. With word association we never thought we'd be using. Julia Roberts and Hitchcock. Yeah. And if anyone needed more convincing, Entertainment Weekly's own critics gave it a rave, rave review. And she's also starring in a movie that's going to be coming out soon. Ben is back opposite Lucas Hedges. Yeah. Which has um, good buzz going into that Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the way, Jason met Timothy Chalamet, Timmy, who's dating Lily Rose Depp, you know? how skinny was he? What do you say about needing Timothy Chalamet? Uh, that he's going to be like an actor we talk about forever. Forever. Like how, when we met young, you know, De Niro or Brando or something, right. he's just really, like he's that, that good. Yep. And, you know, he dates Lily Rose Depp. Yes, we know. We yeah, talked okay. about that right. last I week. I didn't know if you were here or not. I, yes. I can't, I couldn't remember what day I talked about what with Holly and what day with you. You know how it gets at the end of the week. It's a blur. Lori? It's a blur of gossip and stories. It is a blur. I get it. I get it now. Um, yes. <laughs> I just wanted to say something. Do you know all the I, Hallmark I'm, Christmas movies have started? I, there are I, 34 new films yeah. between now and Christmas Day. And Do the you know first how good one, they make you feel? The first one um, at home at Pemberton Palace yes. or Manor started uh-huh. on Saturday. Okay, who was profiled? Oh, our gal Kathy, who used to own this store in Maple Grove, was profiled in like Thursday's or Friday's Star Tribune because of how much she loves to sit around with her niece and watch the Hallmark um, 
Oh, movies. was that I read that story? Yes, that yeah, was yeah. Kathy. Yes. She used to be an advertiser on our station. She had that cute store in Maple Grove. Yeah, so she, and in Highland Park. Yes. So she was profiled in that, because people, these movies just make you happy. Well, they do make people happy. And then also on Busy Phillips' show last night, she asked people at the end of her show, I don't know if she's going to do this every night, I hope not, she gets in a flowery thing she calls Mr. Nightgown, which is obviously yes. a thing she does at home with her kids. I don't think it translates to the late night world. I don't think you need to do it. It's not necessary. By the way, How do you really feel? No. Yeah, no, I don't. But it was kind of a cute, what did she say then? But then she asked for people, well, what do you watch in the show? And in the first gal oh. she showed was, uh, I can't remember her name. I want to say Eileen or Allie or, but it was a chick from Minneapolis in her comfy pants and like her tank top lounging in an inflatable engagement ring floaty. Oh, I, I was in those floaties when we were in Arizona. Yeah, but I mean, she, oh, showed, she chose that to show, but she's like, Mr. Nightgown and I, and I was just like, I am uncomfortable that you you don't need to be that good at girlfriends that you need to change in your nightgown every night. That was just my initial focus group reaction, Julia. Okay, I'm with you on that one, sister. You know what I mean? I just stay in your dress, and we don't. I know you're trying to have a bet where people can show you what they're, but no. Here's, I think here's I think deal. if you're Lori, in your pajamas, she at said, "All right, Monday here's my double there. Here's so my double there for you." Yeah. So, Busy Phillips has this new talk show on um, E! And it's 9 o'clock on Sunday through Wednesday nights. Funny nights, but mm-hmm. I kind of like her schedule. She said she'd be willing to put anything on those shelves. I double dare you to send her a pair of body perks in the box. Nipple enhancers. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Idea. All right, so I'm bringing in a box for you tomorrow to send to her. Oh, I have a box. All right. <laughs> we have... <laughs> Many boxes. Yeah, we have many boxes. Uh, if anyone needs any baby got our own nipples, mm, we got them. I'm looking uh, for a good cause. Okay, so bring in a box and send okay. them and let's get them on our show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think she'd want them. I think she would like them. I think, I think she would, it. too. I will, we'll drop the Sex in the City reference. Well, and, you know, other you know. things. Well, I know, but, I mean, that's where she'll recognize I know. Well, because Colleen was just saying, from Colleen and Bradley, was just saying she never watched Sex in the City, so she's... Binging it, yeah. How fun would that be to go back and watch? Yeah, all the only those thing it, we, it will it would show it it is a little it is dated in how white it is. Yeah, and it is maybe a little bit dated in some of the uh, sex sexisms. Yeah, yeah, sexism yeah. stuff. But otherwise, it it holds. But oh. those are two big glaring things that you do notice in looking back. Oh, sure, one hundred percent. All right, listen, we come back. We got the dirt alert. This is a my talk dirt alert. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Welcome back, everybody. Holly Hollywood is here. Oh, my goodness. Well, looking... I know, I'm sorry. Don't look at my foot. Don't look at my foot. Well, well, you just showed us your foot, Lori. I've got to raise it. I've got to put it up on the table. It is up on the table. We have a foot incident, if you're just joining us, Lori. I was injured at a black tie wedding. The last thing in the world. And Holly knows how excited. I didn't go out dancing Thursday or Friday night. I was saving up all my dancing. That's a true story. I believe, uh, Lori. I I was saving up all my dancing for this night. And now I can't dance for six weeks. Oh, so Lori's we'll in a, a boot. Mm-hmm. Lori's in a boot. Mm-hmm. And no. she also has lone shoulder. Frozen. 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 Oh, my gosh. Not to be confused yeah. with cold shoulder. Yeah. That's so, true. You do have cold but shoulder. Everything else is, is that's out. cute. Everything else is working extra hard, if oh, you know what I mean. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. All right. Let's uh, talk a little Nicki Minaj drama. Oh, so, what's going on? She beat? likes drama, this woman. She sure does. So she was on her a Queen radio show, and uh, the drama between Nicki Minaj and Cardi B has reached a new level. Now, this all goes back to September, remember, during New York Fashion Week at the Harper's Bazaar party where Cardi B had a big bruise on her yeah, head? A, sh- a shoe was thrown, words were exchanged. Yes, well, apparently the fight was between Cardi B and Nicki Minaj's friend, uh, Ra Ali. She is the person who punched Cardi B many times. Nicki Minaj That's had to say... Such, of her, I can't yeah. believe... You're even saying this so out loud. Is Nikki oh, telling more. the story? Yes, yeah, so she's telling the story on her Queen radio show. She said of her friend Ra, 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 or Ra really, really beat Cardi's blank bad. She said Ra didn't like her attitude the way she came at me. Ra punched her like eight, nine, ten times. I'm talking about the hardest punches you've ever heard of in your life. Nikki Minaj says she brought the issue back up in part because people were calling her friend Ra a liar. No, she just okay. is trying to sell some records. Yeah, oh my gosh, is. of course she is. Yeah. Because I already thought they've been over the story. This oh. happened a long time ago and that she keeps well, revisiting no, it. Well, has been going out there because didn't Cardi B's sister on social media accuse Nikki of yes, sharing Cardi B's phone number to yeah. the world? Yes, Cardi's sister, Hennessy Carolina, was making disparaging remarks about Nicki Minaj. So then Nicki Minaj's fans were going after her. I mean, it is middle school all over again. You thought you escaped being 12 years old? No. Well, let us bring you it's back. It's come back. It has come, come back. back. Um, interesting perspective. I know you guys talked about this earlier in the show. One of the big stories of the day, Megyn Kelly and NBC working out her exit deal. Now, interesting on Megyn Kelly's part, it seems like her people are going to people.com to tell one side of the story, or at least frame it in the context of one way, being mm-hmm. like, Megyn Kelly is working things out with NBC and that basically her removal from the third hour of today was in a series of uh, of internal conversations. Uh, conversations that is that BS. Yes. No, that but is this started so last week having her move more into a news um, position. That would all started last week. Well, Only because it was two weeks past the one year anniversary. Okay, like they always they always said they were going to give it a year. Yep. Mm-hmm. And <sighs> so that's the the angle that people.com is taking, the more the, the softer angle. However, the Hollywood reporter is basically saying right now that Megan yes. Kelly's lawyers and NBC are hammering out details of her exit. She doesn't want to be there. They don't want her there. I so it's a mutual exit. Yeah. Now the thing that they're negotiating is that Megyn Kelly does not want to sign an NDA. Her yeah, sources, she wants to write a book. 
Yes, she sure does. She's a pain in the butt. Wow. Um, So such clauses, non-disclosure agreements are standard in exit agreements, even those those that are not fraught. That according to the Hollywood Reporter. First of all, they're standard in agreements when you start. Yes, they are. So it's not even about an exit. I mean, no, it would be it would be a separate thing. But see, remember, she'll have a morals clause. She's looking at she's trying to claim that she might be a victim of Me Too. This is a very complicated negotiation. Yeah. And she's trying to figure out how much a book deal is worth to her. Yes, I believe that is And then she's going to talk about how everyone bullied her at yeah, NBC. Uh, no one welcomed her. Everyone so was mean. I, yeah, hopefully they, and, uh, NBC will pay her to say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how these things work out. Neither does she. No, she's probably that's in the country <laughs> with Matt Lauer crying on his shoulder. Oh, mowing the lawn. Mowing the lawn. With Matt Lauer. Yeah, Maybe right. she'll oh. get a chance to ride the, uh, the John Deere around the Hamptons, right, won't she? Go. All right. Are you guys going to go to kiss the end of the road world tour? This well, is allegedly happening. Well, this is happening. And well, happening I remember this when year. they played at the State Fair like five remember years ago. And the people, people come dressed up and so excited. Yeah. yeah. Well, the last time, the alleged supposed last time that you're going we'll to be able them. to join the rest of your KISS army is on March 4th at Target Center. Just letting yeah. you know. Yeah. The I last, last, last time, gonna maybe. People are going to go. They're going to go like crazy. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, I brought this next story uh, just to uh, get a reaction out of you guys. This is an excerpt from Justin Tim. Timberlake's new book. His new He's book. He's got a book? Yes, it's called Hindsight and All the Things I Can't See in Front of Me. Oh, my this God. Is- Janet Jackson. <laughs> that is the worst title ever for Justin Timberlake. Yes, so this is a coffee table oh, book. I can't see past his whoa. That Justin Timberlake is putting out just in time for the holidays. Well, he's getting really personal in this book. An early excerpt is revealing how his wife, Jessica Beale changed Justin Timberlake's life. So Timberlake says this. I wrote the song Mirrors for My Wife. We were living together at the time. We weren't engaged yet. In fact, it was years before I proposed. And he continues, she changed me. She changed my life. All of that is in mirrors. Not the details, but the way it felt to have my life be touched by her. And of course, they're looking fabulously Montana glamorous in their cowboy hats and uh, and blankets I wrapped around each other. I wonder if Man of the other. Woods will be tucked into the book jacket with oh. <laughs> but, but no, this. Just, because nobody this bought that album. This feels really wrong to me. I don't know who would want to buy a coffee table book about Justin Timberlake. I mean, it feels like a miss. I get his rast and whatever mm-hmm. line of clothing. I get maybe a whiskey Because you know line. he's not going to write about anything no. we want to hear about. Janet Jackson, the Les Moonves. Did he really cry like a baby? But and then he forgot to cry for both of them. If you're going to cry like a baby, you get both of your jobs back. I don't understand. If I had to cry for me, you, and Donnie, I would only cry if I was crying for all of us. I'm not crying just for myself. That's right. Tears Jeez. for everybody. Well, I mean, if you're going <laughs> to prostate yourself and humiliate yourself and beg for a job. Then you're sounding like a bitter Betty with JT. I am bitter. Twitter, Julia, never forget. Okay, I it's can't ever forget. It's only $25 on Amazon. The book? Yeah. But who it's already it? out. Oh, Lori wants to interview him. Donnie, will you work yeah. on it? No. I no. saw her just tell me we've got to get him on. <laughs> oh, now that will be an interview of the century if that happens. Yeah, no, Thanks, Holly. Hey, you're Holly, thank you so much. All right, what's what's happening on the road You know, now? not a lot is happening on the road right now. Just no? one little crash want to let you know about. Let's talk about sex for now. Oh, God, I have a good one today, people. Yay. Okay, so there's this new book out called Tell Me What You Want. And it's a sex educator and researcher, Justin Miller, studied the sex fantasies of more than 4,000 Americans from all walks of life, straight, 
LGBTQ, Democrats, Republicans, Catholic, Buddhists, you know, tried to get every kind of backward. People were ages 18 to 87, and they were asked questions in the survey, but the question we're going to focus on is... Describe your all-time favorite fantasy in their own words. And then they answered other questions because they wanted to try and figure out what kind of people, like, could you, could you, does your sex fantasy say anything about who you are as a person? Sure. Okay. Okay. So, for example, you might think it would be the extroverts who would be the kinkier in the bedroom, but uh, au contraire, Mm -hmm. Dr. Justin has found out in his book, Tell Me What You Want, that it is the introverts who are on the kinkier side of the uh, table. Women were more intense and bold in their sexual fantasies. Men's fantasies had far more in the way of emotional content that previous research would have led them to believe. Right. And women's women's fantasies were far more adventuresome. And... um, than research had suggested. So uh, what do the biggest personalities say about your sexy thoughts? Well, let's start with our extroverts, okay? Okay. uh, Extroverted people, you know, they're outgoing. They draw energy from being around other people. They always are trying new things. They're very social when it comes to sex. They fantasize more about threesomes and group sex and swinging and open relationships now, would you consider yourself an extrovert? Yes, I would. Do you feel like that's on pay, on pretty trend? much? Yeah, really? I would say. Really? Yeah, I would say. Really? Okay. Someone's watching. Woo! <laughs> oh, you like that? <laughs> okay, just okay. Uh, the introverts had the kinkier sex fantasies. Mm-hmm. So, um, extroverts are less likely to fantasize about taboo stuff. It's the introverts are more about having the kinkier fantasies. You know, why do the lace black and white? That's right. Mm. So that is very true, right there. And apparently, kinky is not even because introverts have a harder time establishing the types of sexual relationships they want. Okay, so that increases their propensity for developing, you know, kinkier sexual interests because it's just going to be between them and their mind. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I added that last part. I think, but I like that. Yeah, very, very nice. Okay, people who rank high on being agreeable are givers in bed. The care and concern a a agreeable person has for people in their daily lives come into play in the bedroom too, and their fantasies. People who are on the agreeable chart, um, it's more mutual pleasure. They want to make sure everything is safe and consensual. And that their partner enjoys themselves. So if they have a fantasy with the partner, everybody is in agreement Okay. on it. Okay. okay. Um, let's see. If you're conscientious. And again, they did all these other questions so that they could put people in these categories. Okay. People who are conscientious are very detail-oriented. These are the ones who schedule sex and may be the most comfortable with, quote-unquote, vanilla sex. Okay. They're detail-oriented in their fantasies, just like in their regular okay. life. Okay. For example, they paid more attention to the setting in which the fantasy took place. Mm. Um, where yeah. it was, was it a castle, a fancy hotel, <laughs> a big down you know, bed? They imagine all these kinds of things. And um, the conscientious people are not likely to fantasize about like bondage right. or anything that people might consider taboo. Okay. But don't think vanilla sex is bad sex because... 
another study outside of uh, this book, which let me refer to it again, um, the it's, name of it. It's called um, Tell Me What You Tell Want. Tell Me What You Want. Um, agreeable individuals, um, they, they have, they're more satisfied. Mm-hmm. Mm. They just, they rank very high. They have a more satisfying sexual life than the rest of us. So don't knock the Google Calendar scheduled sex until mm-hmm. you try to people. Mm-hmm. Okay, the neurotics. We've got some neurotic people out there. Okay. People what do rank, they describe the neurotics People who as? rank high in neuroticism harbor a lot of stress in their personal lives. So to them, the ideal sexual experience would be a calming, emotional route. I mean, you know what a neurotic person mm-hmm. is. I mean, hello. Um Julia? What are you saying? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) No. To them, the ideal (laughs) sexual experience would be a calming emotional romp with someone they feel romantic about. They're a lot less likely to seek out adventurous sex that will stress them out because the newness of the situation. Mm -hmm. And neurotic people fantasize more about passion and romance, perhaps because feeling desire puts a neurotic person at ease and they can enjoy it. Mm. So neurotics don't fantasize necessarily about group sex and trying new things because that sounds stressful to them. Oh, got it. Okay. okay. Control the situation. I- exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then people who are open to experience people that they mean you're curious and imaginative. They have just all, they, they run all over the place with their sexual fantasies. They like if there were a weirdest attempted sexual position or a place to try it, the person who's considered openness to experience will be the one to do it. Sure, mm-hmm. they make their fantasies happen. All right, mm-hmm. so that's a little bit of that. What, what in that was eye opening for you? Well, just that someone would want to try and categorize fantasies by types of personality i found interesting that they would find commonalities and also that they interviewed people from all walks of life and i like the ages yes 18 to 87 and four thousand people is a lot that's substantial that is you Mm -hmm. know so okay very good what else do i have for you i've got something um here's one according to a new survey a quarter of people between 18 and 24 would support a change making marriage contracts temporary so after five or ten years you'd have the option to renew the marriage or upgrade to a new partner they also found i heard this This, now this will and the thing that i think is interesting about this is because they always say your starter husband, your starter wife, or your starter That's marriage. Only if you get divorced. In your 20s. If yeah. you get divorced early, you marry early, get divorced early. Everyone says, hands down, they would they they would not even look for the near the same person. Yeah. Because you're such a different person. Right. Yeah. No, this will never happen. But no. people also think, one third of people under 24 think polygamy should be legal. Oh, for crying out loud. And half say you should be able to get divorced without citing any specific reason. That's a state-by-state yeah, thing. Yes. Even yeah. liberal New York State, you well, have, have to have laws. a cause. I know, they have... For divorce, you can't... They don't have no-fault divorce. It's mm-hmm. just crazy. They said because it was mafia-based, a lot of the... I remember someone telling us about this is because they couldn't change the rules because the attorneys always, it would be, you wouldn't need an attorney as much. Yeah. Or something. Somehow I remember someone telling us You have to have cause. Yeah. There has to be like a blame. Whereas like Minnesota, most states have no No fault fault. divorce. So anyway, don't get married if you are worried about it. Don't sign the paperwork. Right. You know, how about that? Okay. 
Okay, here's. Would you want one more? I little, want one, one more. more. I want one more little nugget. One more little nugget uh, to uh, a new survey for a men's lifestyle site. Uh, here's the disturbing news about all the ways that men are using the Insta. They're using twenty eight percent are using it for uh, wackety whack whack whack. Instagram. <laughs> yep, twenty eight percent. That's a lot, people. Like that's a third. That's a lot. Okay, five percent of guys have paid for sex on Insta. And 14% of guys have dated someone they met on Insta by sliding into their DMs. I don't understand how to slide into a DM. That lingo has been around. I don't even know how to do that. You direct message somebody. I don't know how to do that on here. Well, I think they have to follow you and you have to follow them back. Oh, okay. Is I think the thing. Anyway, um, so it really shouldn't be surprising that guys are interested in a different kind of photography on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, um, and they use it when they're wackety, whack, whack, whacking. They prefer celebrities and public figures. Uh, Twenty, Then they like the porn star uh, ladies. And then uh, they also like photos of friends. Oh and only God. 7% of guys use Insta for work. But it's, yeah, it's the private life. Dating opportunities, they're using Insta to get lucky. The term slide in the DMs is seen as a compliment since most people assume you have to be confident and smooth to chat up a random Insta girl. Honest to Pete. Mm-hmm. And 7% of guys are paying for nude photos and videos on the app. It is a lot of flexibility to give guys what they're looking for romantically. Okay. So, I really, oh, right. seriously, like I never knew all this could happen on Instagram. Guys can browse inconspicuously through endless hotties. I mean, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know uh-huh. that now. Now you know that. No one can surprise you with that now. When someone says they want to slide into your DM, you know they're not talking dirty to you. Fine. Okay. Listen, we'll be right back. Nobody else that I be on. So I just had to let you know. Hey, everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Well, now that Julia, who runs our Insta, I do Twitter. Yes, I know. She just checked her messages. People have been sliding into her DMs right and left for oh, at least a year, and she's goodness. missed opportunities. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. Yeah. Julia. It's have been so, people hitting up on you? I can't or, believe it. Or are both it. of our faces on the Insta? Because isn't it Lori Julia? What is it our is, Insta it, handle? Our Insta is Lori. What is it? Lori and Julia. I never even knew about it. Um, yeah. It's, it's Lori ampersand. It's just Lori and Julia. Yeah. So they think they're getting two chicks for one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we should be getting more uh, DMs, actually, Missy. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. And other people could just, that's how people message you. It's like, you know. I've never done on this. On Twitter, you have to follow each other to be able to yeah, message. Right, right. Sometimes I, I message do Donnie something. Yes. Exactly. You know, I'm trying to yeah. share something I'm reading yeah. and it won't let me send the email. Mm-hmm. So then I just send okay, it to Okay, well, this message. is good to know. I literally have not had any clue. So how people to... have been hitting on us for a while. It, me. Uh, but you don't, just because it's they your say phone. say Julia. Oh, okay. Because they know <laughs> oh, you're well, single, probably. I, maybe I'm not single. Well, you know? I know, but you Whatever. have been single since I you got divorced. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is just so funny. Yeah. So you can see their photos, these guys that are doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. There's some hotties in there. No, I don't. No, I'm fine. I'm yeah. good. All right. Fine. I'm good to go. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. 
All right, so I here. forgot to have a favorite headline. Well, let's have one today. I think it says "Do an angle, Bob, and part it on the side." Okay, <laughs> my yeah. judgy comment about was, Demi Moore. That was a good one, Lori. Mm-hmm. Well, here's here's a good one. Um, let's see. Demi Demi Lovato's mom talked this morning at I Good s- Morning America or with that. Maria Menounos. Yeah, that her daughter's been ninety days sober after they say her apparent drug overdose, but let's just say after her drug overdose yeah. in July. They're very grateful. But nobody intends to overdose. No, no, you know but I mean, a parent drug over... Well, what do you call it then? I don't know why. A parent drug Did she drug? correct the people on that? No, I'm just saying it says this, her parent drug overdose. Mm-hmm. But she's very thankful. She um, uh, yeah. is really mm-hmm. proud of her daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, here is a, um... I don't like the way this direction is going right now. Well, then switch it up. Go. You've got makeup all over under your eyes right now. I do. Well, Julia, because I'm in tears that I can't dance for four to six weeks. Which eye was it crying out of? Is that a frustration? It's crying out of both. Because we learned earlier today. Yeah. You're crying out of both. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I... I, Think of how many TV shows you're going to catch up on in the four to six weeks you can't move. No, I can move, but I can't. The dancing, I'm really, I think I'm in denial. You know, don't they well, say that sub- you've got the five stages yeah. going First on? First, anger, anger, denial. denial I'm just, I'm in denial. Mm-hmm. I'm in absolute denial. And I. there is a very fun party in two weeks in a land far away that's a big dancing party. Am I going? That I was all excited to show my dance moves with Casey. And now oh, no. I'm coming to the realization there will be no dancing. It's one of my favorite things to do with him. Well, you have another favorite. You told us last weekend. <laughs> oh, that's right. I like to watch but scary even, movies and have sex. But even with this foot thing, you know. Well, well, it's the top of your foot, not the bottom. Uh, Julia, I'm just saying. Do you still do headstand, handstand, yeah, sexing? Yeah, yeah, I guess mm-hmm. so. I'm going to have to get creative with my knees. You are in the first <laughs> stage of grief. You're in denial. I'm mm-hmm. in denial. Yes. Denial, yes. So here's anger, what you, anger. Yeah. yeah, Bargaining is the yeah, third one. I'm going to get, because I know I'm going to try and think yeah. I can twirl or something. And Yeah, then they're gonna, you're going to be depressed. Yeah. Oh, and then you're finally going to accept accepted. it. Oh, crap. I'd like to accelerate <laughs> all of that and just okay. move to acceptance by Wednesday. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try and speak. Are you going to speed along. it up? I'm going to speed things Do you think you along. can? I think I can. All right. Yeah, it's a, the power of being the oldest. Yeah. You know. You are. All right, did you hear about this Audrey Hepburn's secret past as a Nazi fighter? We had known about this. Yeah, I think we, I so. I think we have known this story, well, but she I was think a, there's a new book out. There is. About, it's called um, Dutch Girl, Audrey Hepburn in World War II by Robert Matson. And um, it's he has proof that the Breakfast at Tiffany Star worked directly for the resistance. Um, her uncle was executed, Count Otto van Limburg Sturm, and it was traumatic. And uh, this author, Robert Matson, discovered a 188-page diary Otto wrote during the four months he was in prison before his heroic death. And Audrey Hepburn's younger son, Luca Dodi, wrote the foreword in the book, and it says, "When my mother talked about herself and what life taught, what life taught her, Hollywood was the missing guest." Instead of naming famed Beverly Hills location, she gave us obscure and sometimes unpronounceable Dutch ones. Red carpet recollections were replaced by Second World War episodes that she was able to transform into children's tales. So instead of telling stories to them as they were little kids about all the great things she did in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. she would tell stories about 
Little but yeah, she would have just been a teenager. Yeah. We, we had oh, that yeah. notable obituary mm-hmm. about all the, uh, you know, there were all kinds of yeah. the Dutch yeah, people oh, and that were fighting. The lilac the girls. And, yes. 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 Oh. And a lot of different people. So I thought that's, that's probably kinda... why it was easy for her to walk away from Hollywood. Yeah, because it's nothing. It didn't mean it, it was like just a lucky Mm-mm. thing that happened to her. And she knew that good and evil probably existed in the world and she'd seen it. Yeah. You know, in a visceral way. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well, she was in a ballerina in England when the war broke out in 1939. Her mother was a baroness and she took her home to Holland hoping the Netherlands would stay neutral, but the country was soon occupied by the Third Reich. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so that's kind of... That is. Yeah. Um, John Bon Jovi, I do really like him slamming the Real Housewives who, and the Kardashians in a who, rant. Who was he talking the, to? Um, Australia's The Sunday Project. Okay. Um, so I don't... It was a TV interview, I think. Um, it was a TV interview because yeah. I did see him and I loved yep. it. He sounded like Casey. Casey could wouldn't call... He would call him the Real Housewives of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, same. As right. most men would. Well, yes. I mean, of a Me certain included. age. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I don't... I mean, I, I think that you I for think sure best, have to be under 40 to be... Be a right. guy who likes Real Housewives. Right. He At says, least, yeah. I thought he was, you know, saying, um, what's going to be, this is an out loud question to like Kim Kardashian who went, who what be- was the context of the interview? Um, I Let's mean, what see. was he promoting down under? The living on, dished on his feeling towards the current celebrity culture. Oh, okay. So that's I think it's horrific it that going. we live in the world where I can tell you that I've never given 60 seconds of my life ever to one of those housewives, blah, blah, or Kardashians. I don't know their names. I've never watched 60 seconds of the show. It's not for me. Then he went on to talk about Kim Kardashian and sex tape with singer Ray J. And she says this. What's going to be, he says this, what's going to be in your autobiography? I made a porno and guess what? I got famous. Judgy. The New Jersey native quip, blank and sorry, I'll pass. And um, as for today's most popular celebrities, he took aim at all of them said, go and write a book, paint a painting, act, study, sing, play, write. Fame is a byproduct of writing a good song. Well, I don't know. He says some good stuff. Yeah, but kind of fancy and Well, it's the same thing everyone always says about Kim Kardashian. I I mean, it's not like he's seeing anything new. She did get famous on a sex tape and then made a gazillion dollars from it. She did. Damn. Yeah. How we to turn that. lemons into lemonade. No kidding. How do we miss that? <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Have a good night.